Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Digital Transformation Bites, the podcast that covers everything to do with digital transformation and everything in between. So today I am joined by Sean Henley, who is COO at Interware, which is the company I also work for. So say hello, Sean. Hi, everybody. Um, yeah, nice to be here and, of course, taking part. Yeah, excellent, excellent. So today we're going to discuss a few things around digital transformation um, and those sorts of areas, Sean. But what I think would be good first is just for you to yeah, tell us a bit about you, tell us a bit about your background, and I guess what you do here at Interware. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so... Um... Yeah, so I've you know I've worked in the um, software industry for about fifteen years now, um, mostly SaaS businesses, um, building solutions and, and taking them out into the marketplace. Uh, had had you know been fortunate to work in different spaces. So we've, we've done things in previous life in relation to sports. So providing data to people yeah. who are um, who are doing sports, cycling, and getting all their metrics and things on a on a on a wearable headset, um, set, of, set of kind of cycling glasses with all tech built into them. It's a pretty cool product. Um, worked on things like early e-readers back um, back before the Amazon Kindle came um, came to be, and yeah. um, and done various things. But now, um, obviously, with Interware, and we're all about um, digital transformation. So, um, my job at Interware is I'm the COO, um, and what that means at Interware is all things delivery. So, um, my my job is basically to make sure that our customers getting maximum value out of our products and our services. So this is everything from running the product side of the business. So what we're doing, getting feedback from the market and from our customers and deciding what we need to do in our product to help drive more uh, success for our customers. Um, Customer success itself. So working with our customers on that relationship, helping to guide them and getting the most out of our product and the biggest return investment and all of our kind of customer support side as well and responding to... um, responding to issues and helping to make sure that we're providing that 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 um, high quality service that our customers need so it's all about delivery all about value and that's what that's primarily what I'm responsible for yeah it's interesting because you and I work together quite a lot and you mentioned customer success and that and I think what's very interesting about that is you know we meet these customers and you work with me as well on you know bringing new customers on from the scr- from scratch and it's quite interesting that um, digital transformation starts with a specific use case. But as that customer takes that first step and they find that first use case, and they could be converting from paper and pen processes and going into using like digital processes and workflows and that, you see their use case and their needs evolve very, very quickly because they can see the value it offers, not just in that one use case, but then they look at it and quite quickly find number three or four or five use cases. So that's quite an interesting journey that customers go for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, often our customers come to us with a, a very uh, particular idea in mind, you know, hey, look, we we spend too much time writing reports. We want to find a way to automate this. Um, can your product do that for us? And then actually, as we get into that um, into that journey with the customer of taking them through adoption and getting the most out of the products, actually, there's even bigger benefits than they thought and, and much wider ROI than they actually set out to achieve just because of, of, of the wider benefits that digital transformation provides. Absolutely. Yeah, it is interesting. But, you know, we use that phrase digital transformation. And a good question I ask a lot of people is what does actually digital transformation mean to you? Because from my point of view, that is a very wide phrase. Digital transformation can mean so many things to so many people. So I suppose from your point of view, what what does digital transformation mean? 
Well, yeah, as you say, people have different interpretations of this. I mean, certainly for me, um, it's all about driving value. So there's a lot, you know, there's a lot out there about digital transformation these days, and and a lot of the talk about digital transformation doesn't really focus on you know why you should be why you should be doing it. So digital transformation to me is is, is using digital tools to drive value. Um, it's not digitizing for digitizing's sake, as in, hey, we just want to yeah. reduce paper. It is a legitimate goal to try and use less paper in your business from an you know, environmental perspective. Course, yeah. But actually, it needs to be about driving value in the business um, and ultimately making people's jobs easier. That's that's For me, it's about letting people do their job. Letting Digital transformation allows human beings to use their, use their skills effectively. People spend so much time doing administrative tasks and things that yeah. aren't actually adding value to the business. They're just part of what you have to do. So you've got your reports, you've got your audit trail, you, you're doing your analytics. But if it's done manually, you're kind, of, you're kind of wasting people's essential skills. Human beings are incredibly good at um, using their experience and building their experience to, to drive value what you want them doing. So digital transformation for me is about enabling that, driving value through the business. Now, I think you're right. I think, um, you know, I speak to a lot of businesses, as you know, and I think um, there is, is I th- a phrase that started to be coined a lot is operationalized. You know, mm-hmm. looking at what needs to be achieved, how it's going to be achieved, you know, where is the added value and where is the return on investment? And you mentioned admin, and that's something that, uh, you know, you know, from the workflow class and into our point of view, we work together, you know, one of our key selling points is productivity. And we see huge masses of increase in productivity without achieving a great deal just because administration is eliminated. And the amount of clients we speak to that are on a maybe three plus two, which is three days operating, two days administrating, you get some businesses that may be slightly more efficient, which may be four days and one day. But that's a hell of a lot of time for customer, as you know, our clients and customers and companies around the world to spend just regurgitating the information from a process they've already done. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've seen, uh, among our customer base, we've seen companies spend up to 50% of their their engineers, their end users' time just doing the work after the work. They've inspected the asset. They've they've gone and done the thing that the person needs to do. And then actually they have a whole day in the office in Word writing up reports or going into their system of record in SAP or whatever system it happens to be or IBM Maximo or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, just updating records, um, which is all all processes that can be automated. That let the person focus on what they should be they should be doing. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And I think I think um one of the other things with digital transformation is is you know, we're talking there about how it affects, I suppose, the individual, making people more efficient, automated productivity. But pen and paper doesn't actually return anything. It doesn't actually return anything. And what we see is a lot of these companies updating Excel spreadsheets and, and things like that, which don't actually have a, a cause and effect, where obviously live enriched data that you can achieve from, you know, like digital workflows, digital tasks. Um, so you've got the automated reporting, which eliminates the administration. But why do, what, what, do you, what, what do you think is crucial to the business itself? Why do you see digital transformation as being a crucial for companies to move forward? Well, I think, you know, the world's changing, isn't it? Um, you know, we heavy industries, which is often who we work with, you know, we're working with companies in oil and gas and energy and manufacturing, et cetera, right? 
So in heavy industries, I think there's been a massive shift um, in a few areas, right? So first of all, they're so health and safety driven these days. They have to be yeah. for reasons. And that's been a massive shift in the industry for, for, for good reason. Um, and, they're, and they're very compliance driven. You know, the, increasingly in today's world, obviously, there's a lot more um, structure and compliance and, and um, not just in terms of things like data, uh, data security and privacy, but also um, wider things just around around safety and around, you know, chemical handling and all the kind of various things that, that companies have to do to remain compliant and ensure that they're, they're, yeah. they're their legal, legal obligations. And all of that has to be managed around good governance. It has to be auditable. And I think companies have really struggled in, in industry with that challenge. How do we if we get audited? How do we prove that we've been doing these processes effectively? And that's been a, yeah. one key benefit, I think, of digital transformation and why it's crucial. But also, we, yeah. we live in an increasingly competitive world, right? We live in a yeah. globalized world now. So you're not just competing with companies with the same fixed cost base that are down the road or in the next, in the next town, in the next city. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. You're not competing locally. You're not even competing nationally. You're competing mm-hmm. now internationally with companies with entirely different economies, um, and so it's it's become very competitive. And I think that digital transformation tools enable companies to get that data-driven approach that they need to drive improvements in their business and help with that competitive edge. So I think it is so critical that companies do this and do it in an effective way. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I think digital transformation can affect so many different things in the business. I think, um, you know, it can increase your top line. Um, you know, we know that, you know, you can be more efficient, drive productivity, which basically means you can achieve more with the same assets you have. That could be people, that could be machines or, uh, you know, whatever style of uh, mechanical asset businesses have. But naturally, through that as well, you can reduce your cost base which naturally then increases your bottom line. But I think compliance, risk, health and safety is a very, very good one. You're dealing with businesses, speaking with businesses as well, that are using pen and paper to, to, to kind of drive their point of work risk assessments, um, which, like you said, in an industrial world is a massive, massive part of being a business. Um, yeah, pen and paper gets lost. You know, we know that, you know, reports and things like point of risk work risk assessments are done I know, 100 times a day, 200 times a day, 300 times a day. And you and I know 95% of them will never actually be needed because that person will go in and do their task. They do that. And that's why pen and paper gets lost. Um, And then when that one time happens where something does go wrong and someone needs to be able to put their finger on it very, very quickly for some sort of discovery process, which, as we know, happens in the legal world when things do go wrong. That's what gets lost. And we speak to a lot of companies who have said we've had so many situations when we actually need to find that critical report, that critical information. We couldn't find it and we've had to settle a separate way, which has cost us a lot of time and a lot of money. And that's where digital transformation really makes a difference. But what I also like and what I see our clients doing is is using business intelligence and analytics. To really improve their operations. Now, a lot of our clients are using, you know, something like the Microsoft Suite, you know, Power BI and, and those sorts of things to really see what their business is doing, understand what their assets are doing. And again, I mean, both, you know, physical assets and human assets at the same time. Do you see a lot of that with our customers now really generating better decisions to go forward by using live data to, to increase their business intelligence? 
Oh yeah, I mean it's it's just accelerated so much over the last few years. It's um it's very common now that our customers are looking for some kind of insight into how their business is operating. Yeah, um, it can be as simple as you know providing um, quick information through to their own end customers. So often our customers are um, are carrying out work on behalf of their end customers. So for example, they could be a highways company doing road repairs, and they have to provide that audit trail to their end customers. And so they set up tools. They use they use tools like like Power BI or um, SharePoint or other tools that yeah. that provide them the ability to provide kind of customized portals to their to their end customers. We've got that with a number of customers now, um, but also yeah, we have we have customers using the data to drive decision making in their business. So um, there's things like preventative maintenance is a, is a critical one. So we can start looking at as if if thousands of pieces of equipment are being inspected. We can start yeah. looking at their failure rates. Um, how long does each type of equipment typically last before it fails? What if yeah. it fails? What's the effect? What's the critical effect of that piece of equipment failing? Does it take down the whole facility until it's repaired? Huh? Is it bad minus? It doesn't matter. If it's major, um, they can start looking at, the customers start looking at, okay, we typically see these bits of equipment fail every five years approximately. So we're going to start proactively replacing those bits of equipment every four years because the cost of that yeah. capital investment less than if the facility comes down and we have a week of or day or week of, of not being able to manufacture our products or, or deliver our service. So it's it's so critical um, and yeah. um, we see it a lot. Yeah. And I think that's that's it, you know, like that's those two points, isn't it? I think, um, you know, that last point there around, you know, you know, almost predictive maintenance, you know, I know the older phrase preventative maintenance was always there, but data allows it to become more predictable and predictive which is massive but i think you make a really good point on that first one because you know we talked about productivity we talked about efficiency a lot but how much more efficient does that make a customer if they are using you know tools like interwares workflow plus to to generate something for their customer now i'm going to guess before that they did said procedure, they have to type up said procedure, they then have to email said procedure to the customer. The customer reviews it in some sort of flat format, which Excel, PDF, or something like that. And then they feed back to the to our customer. And then that's 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 a long-winded process. To have processes happening in real time and then having a live data source, you know, like you said, maybe a SharePoint library or list or or a Power BI dashboard then that's instant communication to their customer. That must increase the top end of the business or the top line massively because you're, you're, you're almost in a, in, in a constant sales process with them because you're constantly delivering that information, constantly delivering that data. That must speed up that commercial process for our customers massively. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we, we've, got one, we've got a project we did um, earlier this year, actually. Uh, so there's a business that carries out fuel testing um, on behalf of its customers, so its customers have have fuel tanks dotted around. So they could be um, petrol stations or gas stations, depending on where you live in the world. Yeah. Um, massive tanks at you know um, manufacturing facilities or whatever it is that are holding chemicals and holding fuel and whatever. Um, they carry out testing of those tanks to see if there's sediment or water in the tanks and whatever things have gotten into the tanks. It is extremely expensive to empty one of those tanks out and formally like open it up and go in and clean it. What, yeah. you, what they offer their clients are, um, are are products that they can be put into the tank to 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 do that process without having to empty them out. So it saves like a 
huge amount of um, time and effort and stops the tank from going out of out of um, use. So we've we've done something very similar with them, where those those um, fuel sampling reports go into this dashboard, and their end customers not only now can they quickly access those fuel sampling reports and see them all on the dashboard. What they actually got, and and it's a, a, a new service that our customers are living for its end customers is this big sort of portal where these customers that have potentially could be hundreds of tanks can see the health of their whole estate. They can see all the tanks when they were last inspected, which tanks are due to be inspected again, what issues were raised against the tanks, have those issues been resolved? So they've actually got yeah. a view of the health of their whole estate, and that, that our customer is able to deliver that service because they use the digital tool to capture all the data. Which is amazing, really, because um, naturally, that's improving the service that customers offer their customers, which yeah, that's a massive step forward. I, I think it comes back to one of that, those first steps you, 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 you brought up, which is that competitiveness. You know, mm-hmm. our customers, it's not just about, it's not just about, I've improved the efficiency of the way I run, or we've inspected an asset and digitized and carried an audit trail. It is about becoming more competitive in the market because, like you said, you are competing with customers that have different cost bases to you. They have different environments to you because they could be based in Australasia. They could be based in North America. They could be based anywhere in between around the world. So it, it does, it is interesting because I think that's one of the ideas of Digital Transformation Bites in the podcast is I think everyone understands kind of what digital transformation is, is taking an old process and making that. But it's all those echoes, all those ripples you benefit from, which aren't always visible straight away. But as you have that data and you can adapt it, you can hook it up to this style of platform or this style of um, software offering and then achieve so much more. So look, we, we, we talked about that, but, um, you know, you do work for Interware and you obviously are core products at Interware as a workflow plus. Just, just, I suppose, how does Workflow Plus in a specific way help with digital transformation? Well, we've, you know, we've really focused a lot over the last few years on the digital transformation journey. So it's not an easy thing for, which we make it easy, and we'll come to that, but it's not an easy thing for businesses to go through digital transformation. You might have people that have been doing the same job for 20 years, 30 years in a manual way. They've walked around with a clipboard and a pen and they're used to it. And they've done it for a long time. Maybe at some point in the 1990s, they were given small digital cameras to take some photographs and plug them in the laptop and yeah. take photographs off and store them somewhere. But they've done. They've worked the way they've worked for a long time. Um, one of the big challenges is getting is taking the business through that journey. How do you start at? Hey, we've got a vision for digital transformation. Yeah. We want to get to, and actually getting there and getting all the end users on board. Sometimes our customers have hundreds or thousands of staff engineers that everyone needs to be taken through that journey and start using these tools. It's a difficult thing to do. We focused over the last few years on really making that easy. So our solution is designed to meet the needs of the client and not force them to adapt to the way that they're working to, to be able to use a digital solution. And that's been a key driver for us because yeah. It's, it's, you know, if you go into a, you know, you start talking to a, a potential customer, um, they've got hundreds of engineers, they work in a very certain way. If you start forcing the end users to really change the way they're working in a way that's not helpful to them and doesn't make their lives easier, then yeah. it's very difficult to get everyone on board. 
Um, and so we've 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 built a whole range of tools that allow you to you know take the way you're working and quickly adapt it for um, for using our digital tools. Um, it's really powerful suite. We, we've building the step by step digital processes is really easy. We've made it easy. Um, we can yeah. do quickly customized reporting, so we can replicate your existing reports as a customer. So if you've got certain reports you send out to your customers and you do those manually, we can replicate them and automate them so that you yeah. don't do them manually anymore. All those kind of tools. We've made it easy to get your data out of Workflow Plus, very easy. Um, yeah. It's all designed to take the customer through that journey. That's that's really what I think makes Workflow Plus so powerful. I'd agree as well. And I think uh, one of the big areas you mentioned there, which is massive for a business, if, if anyone was sat listening to this and thinking that, you know, we really need to do something. You've talked about that kind of acceptance because it is transformational. You are changing the way people work effectively. So user acceptance is a big part of what we do. And, um, you know, when we do start working on a kind of a proof of concept or maybe some sort of supported trial that businesses can go through, one of the key players in that is the end user. Yep. The end user dictates, you know, there's there's obviously business needs, and we've talked about that and talked about data. You cannot get away from the business need of commercial return on investment, uh, you know, ROI acceptance. But you know, how how important do you think UAT or user acceptance train, um, testing and that sort of thing is for the business? Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, you can, com companies can obviously mandate that, hey, we're now using this solution. But actually, success relies on, the end users really um, wanting to 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 use those tools and see that they get a they get a benefit from doing that. So, involving the end user as early as possible in that digital transformation process is absolutely critical. And and I've seen it go both ways in my time with Interware. Back in the earlier days, um, we've had customer projects where it's been very at a, uh, at the customer side. It's been very driven from a an IT perspective. So it's more kind of led from IT, led from um, a digital part of the business, but actually the end user engagement is not there. And yeah. when that happens, often you, you know you're building, you, you think you're building the right solution, it thinks it all makes sense, and then the end users are kind of like, oh, that's not how it works at all. That's not how yeah. it works. And and so it, it makes it very hard to go through that transformational change. So again, a driver for us over the last few years has been ensuring that. Our customers involve their end users, their engineers, their inspectors, or whoever the people actually doing the work from the get go. So we can we can help to take them through that journey, and that's um, yeah, it's absolutely critical. Yeah, I think what's really cool about that side of things as well. Obviously, working on a few projects myself, you know, um, you know, one of the big companies we're working with at the moment, and we're doing a big uh, POC. Uh, they've got quite a few processes. They're looking at RHEL, they're looking at fans, they're looking at this. But what's really interesting is as we engage as a team and we look at deeper and we're used, it is with the end users we're engaging with on these processes. They actually look at the historic paper process. Mm -hmm. Then they start to understand Workflow Plus. And what they quite quickly work out is actually the paper process was great for paper, but there's a better way to do it. And we can um, obviously cut down the steps and become more efficient. So not only they become more efficient because they haven't got to administrate it and they can do it, but they actually evolve the process to fit digital transformation and not just try and go from, oh, we'll take the old process and put it into the new process. So I think that's really good because then you've got that. They've invested their time. They've invested their IP into uh, coming up with the best way of doing it from someone who actually does the task on a daily basis. So I think that's a massive plus. 
Yeah, and I think it's also um, it's also enriching the audit trail. That's the thing. And to your point about adapting the process, often the, you know they've been using paper, filling in a check sheet, and then they um, they have the opportunity to actually go. Actually, you know what we we could really do with capturing some photographic evidence of these bits of equipment. Um, we can do. We we want to standardize our language. So if you're talking about the state of a piece of equipment, maybe before they're writing it on, they're saying, oh, you know, equipment's got a bit of wear and tear. It's going to need a bit of a look at it in six months or whatever. Now, actually, you can preset a lot of this to be data-driven. So maybe you've got a pre-selection step that asks about state of the equipment, and there's four options. And so because the user's selecting preset options, now you're building that data set. So you can start looking more widely going, okay, four-hour four hour range of assets we've got in this, um, in this particular location. Um, Look at inspections. How frequently are equip is equipment being rated at this level versus this level? And you start getting the, the view of that, you know, data driven approach. So um, yeah, absolutely. One of the, that's a key thing we do. We help our customers to improve their processes, not just not simply replicate them on a you know on a in a digital way. Yeah, no, that's that's true, and I think that is again, it's 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 using the process to not only benefit short term productivity, but like you said, longer term to make better decisions as a as a team or as a company or as an organisation. So, so look, you've been involved obviously with quite a lot of digital transformation projects. Is is there one specific project that sticks out of mind that you're very pleased with or proud of that's that's gone on in the past, or you know, I, I almost a, a I suppose a case study of what you've been through. Oh yeah, that's an interesting question. <laughs> there's been a lot. Over, there's been a lot over the years. Um, yeah, I mean, what, one of our customers, for example, works in the um, oil and gas space, and they carry out maintenance uh, maintenance operations. So they're they're offshore um, on oil rigs, and they're inspecting equipment. And there's this huge, obviously, huge volume of equipment on these on these rigs, and it all needs, it all needs checking for safety compliance. Um, and for kind of wear and tear and to be maintained properly and that was previously being done in a um in a very manual way right um and, and we've helped that customer to go through their digital transformation journey um because it's such a huge volume of assets offshore there is a, a there is an existing asset management solution so there's a there's a solution they have in place have all their assets in it thousands of them and it has all yeah. of the, all of the work orders that need doing all the inspections and maintenance work that he's doing and prior to this, they were using that as a system of record and then actually manually carrying out all the maintenance activities. And then wow. the people doing the work would then have to go in, write all the reports up, populate all that information back into the system of record or manually. Um, what we've helped the customer to do is um, automate pulling all of those, those work orders into, the, into Workflow Plus. The end users are now using a tablet to execute those work orders so there's the consistency of the process they're always carrying that process exactly the same way they're catching additional evidentiary data photographs and things like that um, and again standardization of the information that they're capturing all of that is automatically fed back into the system of record system records updated and automatically progresses the work orders any issues raised so um, they call them corrective so any issues raised uh, where yeah. down the maintenance work has to be done those Work orders are automatically raised in the system of record. Automatically, they're done. Yeah, and reporting's automated, and they then have um, a data lake of all that data that's captured that they can do analytics on. Hugely successful uh, program from the yeah. point of view of the, the the change, the transformation in how uh, workers were previously working to how they're working now, 
and all the time savings and benefits, but also for the wider business, a huge return in terms of all that additional insight, improved audit trail. Um, it's just, it's been a, it's a, it's a hugely, I think, successful program from, from that perspective. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I know the project well, um, and it is being a, a massive improvement. Uh, and, you know, again, like you said, they, 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 there's so much more they can achieve in the future now with that data they created, the information. And I think it's worth mentioning in, in those sorts of projects on oil and gas and that, it is thousands of tasks as well. You know, they, 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 they it's not important a couple of tasks. I think the, the phrase is generally coined as a campaign. Hmm. And that campaign may involve hundreds and thousands of tasks not only for the various bits of equipment but scheduled across the time period that um you know that asset has to be maintained or that that that, that site or oil platform has multiple assets over a period of time and that's how you create it i think i think it's interesting coming back to the point though of of what you said is it's not the only time in that dealing with different customers around the world as we have that we found customers who have invest, invested in something like SAP or IBM Maximo, and and they're that's 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 storing all their work orders or the tasks that have to be done to maintain their assets. But we find it quite a lot uh, that it it has all that information. It generates the work order, and then as soon as you get past that stage and it comes to the point of doing the task, it just drops up with cliff edge as far as being digital. And then you're straight back to pen and paper. So that, you know, that's a big investment. It's a correct investment for a lot of these businesses of, you know, a CMMS system. But it's amazing that we've seen it so many times that these big organizations then hit this cliff edge. They have someone going out, completing said task and doing it in pen and paper, then coming back into the office to sit back at a desktop, type up the report and then upload it back to its original source. So it is interesting you bring that up because I've seen that a few times in, in my time of Interware. And that's where Workflow Plus is being very, very successful for people because it's taking all that problem away, but giving the user something very, very simple to use. Yeah, no, absolutely. You're right. And that's true. I think I think, I think that's where you know, the big gap's been in the market. There are solutions out there to you know, manage a list of assets. No, here's 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 a thing. It's an asset, and here's its history, whatever. And there's solutions to do that, but the bit, the bit where you actually inspect the thing, capture the information, capture that audit trail, and then report back into the system. There's yeah. there's very few solutions out there in the marketplace for that that work effectively, yeah. and and that's a key thing because that's actually the bulk of people's time, and that's where you're capturing the rich information. It's all. What you you know we have we've had customers where they've said to us, "Hey, look, you know, our guys go out, they uh, are doing inspections on these bits of equipment. They've got a clipboard. If it's raining, it all gets wet, and they can't really be bothered to fill it in because it's raining. So they sort of do the thing, and then they go back inside the warm hab, and then they when they fill it in there, um, but they've forgotten half of what they needed to put yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. It's just that it's that accuracy of data and that consistency of data. So yeah, you're absolutely right." And I think it's worth just commenting again for anyone listening to this. If if you do have that sort of system, a SAP or an IBM Maximo or those sorts of things, then the system itself, Workflow Plus, what Workflow Plus actually does for people is loop that data all the way back to the beginning source as well. 
So if you are in the market and you're looking at that and you think, how can I improve what people are actually doing? What Workflow Plus does for people is actually loop that data. So it takes that work order from the CMS system of SAP and Maximo. And then when it's been completed, it takes all that data back. So that's a massive improvement in automation. Coming away from that sort of thing, um, and you, you talked about some of the, you know, the positives you'd have there with that oil and gas company. What do you think, I suppose, is the most common challenges that your customers or businesses face when trying to implement digital transformation? No, I think it's all about just getting people on board. Um, as I mentioned yeah. it before, it's just about, it's just about um, people have worked in a, in a certain way for a long time. Um, yeah. You're saying to someone who's done the job a certain way for a long time, hey, we're going to change the way you're doing your job. You're now, you're now going to be using this, yeah. this tablet. You're now going to be doing this yeah. on, on a phone, whatever. And it... People are often sort of naturally weary or resistant to change, and you, that's the biggest challenge. You have to, that's why you have to get them involved so early and make sure you're listening to their needs. And ultimately, you've got the, the tool has to make their job easier. If it makes it harder, people don't want to use it. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. I, I get. It. We did go over that user acceptance. I agree. That is probably the number one challenge. If if there's someone else listening out there, and and they're maybe more in the IT style of side of business than that. One of the challenges I've seen uh, is on the, the SaaS solution, which our product is, of course, slash SaaS solution. How 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 do, how do customers deal with that kind of public solution and private solution they can have? Because it is something that comes up a lot. You know, you mentioned data governance, and businesses are sometimes very very keen to protect their data as well. Uh, yeah, what kind of options have people got there as far as how and where they can store their information and data? Well, you know, we, we work with companies large and small. Um, we have everything from small kind of family-owned businesses to large multinational companies. And ultimately, if you're dealing with the large multinationals, they have very stringent IT requirements. And we've, you know, spent a lot of time making sure that we can we can meet those requirements. Um, so, you know, we offer deployment of Workflow Plus in a number of ways to try and help with that. And we've we've got a obviously a huge range of IT security processes in place to help meet our, our customers' needs. So from an IT security point of view, we're ISO 27001 uh, registered and compliant, which takes away a lot of the kind of stress these large organizations have because you've obviously yeah. certified ISO 27001. Um, and we've got um, all the kind of proper governance processes in place around that. Um, but we also offer deployment of our solution in a number of ways. So we have our standard SaaS solution. So majority of our customers are on that vast majority um like any other SaaS solution you'd have out there in the marketplace we host it and we provide access but some of our customers actually say no our data has to be completely segregated from any other from any other customer it can't be standard SaaS. it's got to be private cloud so we offer um sometimes we host our, a copy of our entire product in a completely segregated environment privately hosted for our customers in azure or aws and we, we offer both um, or sometimes it's hosted in our customer's environment and we um, we work with the customer to obviously maintain and patch all that software, but it's inside their own environment under their control. And sometimes that's their requirement as well. So we have a very flexible approach. We have to because ultimately, you know, you can't go to a, to a big multinational business and say, actually, sorry, you've got to do it the way that we want to do it. That's not how, that's not how the world works. <laughs> No, unfortunately, it doesn't. And uh, but what I think is important there is that is a key thing is the flexibility. Uh, because you know, 
working in manufacturing, energy, oil and gas, uh, infrastructure and that, you know, there's, there's a lot of different areas that businesses, you know, manufacturing, you could be manufacturing toys, but you could be manufacturing for the MOD. Um, you know, we work in America as well. And so there obviously you could be there. The, uh, the, the Air Force, it could be any sort of defense company. That. So those sorts of things. We also work in pharmaceutical manufacturing as well. All these things are very, very important. And I think that flexible approach is important because if we talk about being flexible for the end user, we talk about being flexible for the, the organization then as well. And every larger organization and some smaller organizations will have a very strong IT strategy. And being flexible to work in with that is an important part of the offering. Um, I suppose, you know, that way and those sorts of things, I think that last big part of digital transformation and solution offering is return on investment. I think, um, you know, you take care of the users, you make sure the user is happy, you've taken care of the ice tray. What do you see as the key building blocks of return on investment for your customers, Sean, when you're talking about a digital transformation campaign with them? Well, that's, you know, that very much depends on the customer. Um, part of what we do in customer success at Interware is we, we, we work, the first, the first starting point with all of our customers is we, we understand how they're currently operating and what they want to achieve. And this, there's such variation between our customers. So if I take one customer as, as an example, they've got a, a series of vessels that are going around the world um, freight. Yeah. Um, they have to do inspections on those parts of those vessels, including um, an engine room inspection. Um, they don't do that super frequently. There's not a high volume of jobs being done, but it's critical that they do that and capture the audit trail and get that information back on shore so we can see that they, they, those engine rooms have been inspected properly for safety on the, the people working on those vessels. Um, that's very low volume in terms of the amount of processes they're executing and they're not doing those with high frequency. But the capture of that order trail and the ability to make sure that's been done and the people are safe on those vessels, that's the return. It's critical. And they get that information on shore um, and they can see it's been done. They can audit it. All the reporting is synced back on shore. They can see what's yeah. been done. They can see the evidentiary data. For other customers, um, for example, uh, we've got one that works in the highway space. They do a huge volume of, uh, yeah. of actual processes. They've got a, they carry out road repairs and Grass works and verge works and bridge repairs and repairs, all that kind of thing on behalf of their customers, which are typically um, regional councils around around the UK. They're doing thousands and thousands of jobs a, a month, high volume. Theirs yeah. is a similarly, it's about audit trail actually. So they they provide that portal to their end customers where they can see, okay, um, this road repair has been done, and we can audit and see that the diversion has been set up properly around that road. All the correct signs in place to be compliant, safety for road users. So there's that. For other customers, um, it's about not having to produce manual reports and update systems. We've spoken quite a bit about that already. For others, it's health and safety, making sure that the correct health and safety process has been done prior to work commencing. People using the right equipment, audit it and check. Nobody's climbing up on something without having like a harness on and having them safely yeah. rope. There's it's it really is um, dependent on on the customer, but the key thing that, that that we do is we that's the starting point. The very first yeah. thing we do with every customer is understand how they're currently operating and where they want to get to, yeah. and that allows us to focus from day one on achieving that value for the customer, the return on investment. That's why they, that's why they're talking to us. 
I think that's good. I think uh, I think that last point is is key. You know, I know a lot of the customers you're talking about there, but we do very much engage and with clients. And I think the the product itself is a very wide product in the sense it can be used for many different things. But when you actually sit down with customers and really understand, you know, what they're doing, what success looks like for them, and how they want to achieve it. I think a lot of that return on investment starts to become very evident very, very quickly. And it does look different for different people. Um, but I think, again, it does sit into those things, that productivity gains, because that increases uh, saves time and save money. And again, that risk and health and safety and the auditability is a, is a massive plus for companies. Um, so away from that kind of thing, what do you see the future looking like for digital transformation? I suppose a double-loaded question, if you will. So... What does the future look like for digital transformation? And I suppose, you know, what are into where doing with Workflow Plus to make sure it's a big part of the future? Okay, right. So, yeah, interesting question again. Um, I'll let you guess which buzzword I'm about to say that is everywhere at the moment. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to guess it's got uh, an abbreviation of two letters. And I'm going to guess that's in there somewhere. Okay, so, um, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about AI here. Everybody uh, is talking about AI um, in the yeah. in the software world at the moment and, and more broadly, right? Um, and I know it's a bit of a buzzword, but I actually do think it's going to have critical applications in digital transformation uh, moving forward. So over the last couple of years, um, AI has leapt ahead, particularly through the work of OpenAI, but obviously others in the field as well, we've all, we've all seen it. Um, I imagine a future where human beings are able to utilize their valuable human skills and judgment to carry out their work more effectively with support of AI systems that help them to save time and help them to make the correct decisions. So it might be that um, somebody's looking at a piece of equipment, they need to check on something um, technical. They don't want to have to go and dig through a, you know, a big manual and find out the right information. They just want to ask. And uh, I think AI has those kind of um, use cases where it can come back and say, okay, well, you know, Broadly, this is how this thing works, and it, it, the issue might be this, and it's learned the issue, and it can help guide the user to the right outcome. So I think that's what it's about. It's very, you know, I think it should be very human focused. There's obviously uh, a bit of anxiety at the moment about AI taking away people's jobs, um, and in certain industries, that's probably going to happen. But I think that actually AI can be used to augment human beings, help them to use their valuable skills to make the right decision and carry out the work in an efficient way um, and actually do work better rather than to, rather than it actually taking away um, the need for humans to do work. I think people are still needed. People, are, people have that inherent human judgment, but AI can help them. Um, and I think that's where digital transformation will head. Um, for Workflow Plus, Obviously, yeah, we, we're looking at you know we're looking at AI and how it can be used to to, to help people to save time and, and and do their work more efficiently. But um, I think one of the things we want to do in the shorter term is build more tools to um, guide the user with decision making. That's not necessarily strictly AI, but maybe like rules based, so you can actually um, have a series of things happen during a process, and based on all of that conditionality and and, and information that's gathered. The system can help guide the users to the right uh, the right outcomes. So, because this happened, and you said this happened, and the reading of this piece of work was this, you now need to go and do this, and that tells you what they need to do, guide them, and automatically. And that's kind of where we're heading, sort of um, decision making and automation in the platform. 
Do you, do you think that's something that a customer can start tomorrow uh, if we had that technology and the AI technology? Or do you think this is, is part of a journey for customers? Because, you know, what some of what you're saying, um, you know, obviously can be provided because an asset or machinery will have some sort of digital base instruction manual now. But earlier we talked about creating data lakes and creating information. And one of the areas I used to work in was machine learning, um, obviously, where you're you, you collect information and then as a business or as an individual you set a, a set of rules around that is that where you see businesses benefit from the future that you know you're doing your digital transformation now you're building that data lake and you're starting to really build data sets around your assets on how long it is before it breaks down or the most common problem we see is a and b because after five thousand inspections the most two common problems are a and b do you see that generating almost that AI information for businesses? So not only generic AI, but specific information being driven through to the workflows as well because of the work they're almost doing now? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think um, yeah, the possibilities are almost endless with AI, but certainly in the areas you talk about there, yeah, absolutely. So we already work with our customers to build, um, you know, build data visualizations in, in tools like Power BI where you can see you yeah. can start to look at, okay, what's the typical failure rate for this type of equipment or whatever, right? Yeah. But I think in the future, you'll be able to uh, have, an, have a, you know, a system driven by AI that will carry out a lot of that analytics and, and help guide the users to the right outcome. So it will be able yeah. to look through a huge complicated data set very quickly yeah. and say, okay, your largest failure rates are on this particular type of equipment. Um, you might want to consider carrying out more regular maintenance or the failures that typically happen are this particular type of failure, which you could probably reduce if you do this, or maybe that particular component you're using is at a high failure rate. So you could look at other um, components that could be used instead in your manufacturing process that have a lower failure rate. Here's some that are available in the marketplace. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Again, how cool is that? Cause you know, one of the other cares, we haven't really mentioned it today, but, um, a big client of mine uh, was talking about it a lot last week was the skills gap. Imagine that in the future, because obviously when people talk about digital transformation and we talk about workflow plus, we talk about digital instruction. When you think about a senior engineer, they don't need instruction. They know how to do their job, but it's that data they collect, it's that information they collect in those steps, in that information. Now, already we've got clients that are so excited to then be able to say, well, we've got this um, critiqued workflow that I can pass to junior engineers to allow them to go and complete the task. Can you imagine that in a few years down the line, that not only then if you had these senior engineers creating and, and critiquing the workflow, but the data sets they've built over time are almost helping that next generation then to make informed decisions because you and I know that most things come down to probability. And that data set will create probability on actually we've seen this issue before and running the data set is probably going to be this problem. Check this. That's massive for the, the skills gap because it is a big problem for a lot of customers in the industrial world. And it doesn't matter which market circuit you say, there's nervousness about a generation that's going to retire and not enough people coming through with the right education. Surely that's going to make a massive difference to people. Oh yeah, I mean, it'd be huge in the future. I mean, they say you know you can't you can't put a value on experience, and mm -hmm. that's true. Our customers are are, are really kind of um, anxious about this. We've we have a lot of customers who have, who have been through this and said, hey, look, we've got a lot of our workforce now are in the fifties and sixties, and they're 
they're approaching retirement age and we're concerned that when they retire we lose all that knowledge you know some of these especially when the processes have been done manually in the past just been done on paper people just know what to do you know uh yeah. fred who's been here for 30 years just knows what he needs to do he can see this piece of equipment needs some maintenance he just goes and does it um and actually as you say once you start doing it digitally you capture that information for the for the new yeah. new generation of people coming through um they're able to almost like access to that 30 years of experience off the bat because the system can yeah. tell and guide them on what is likely to be the issue because it's learned that that's likely to be what needs to happen if this failure occurs and this thing needs to happen and it knows and it guides that inexperienced user through and helps them to learn and develop their own skills as well and let's be honest let's be honest the, the future generation probably don't look at that and go wow as much as we would maybe sometimes i'm not saying we're old sean but we are we're we're we're, we're, we're not we're not junior engineers anymore but um that next generation, I, th I think they're going to expect that. You know, you come out of university, you see that, and then A, the digital, they're not going to expect to use pen, papers, clipboards, pencils, and they're not going to expect to go back and type up an Excel spreadsheet or a Word document. I think that's the expectation. And I think for a business now, if they're listening to this and they're thinking about how do we cover that skills gap problem, it's a massive thing to take action now. And I think that's a, it's, it's a huge positive. And you know, I'm very excited about the future. And I think AI is one of those great areas. I think what's been interesting is just a few conversations we had recently as well about IoT and um, you know the Internet of Things and, and sensors. So not only have you got the predictive, but you've also, um, you know, there's been conversation about injecting workflows with live information for an asset before you inspect it. Now, it's still kind of in that concept idea but that's that's massive as well because it's all this source of information trying to make it as easy as possible for whoever's generating the workflow as well so very exciting times ahead i think um away from it then i suppose before we close off uh is there any advice you would give to people listening to this and thinking well i need to do something and i suppose if you've got that advice um you know how could they get hold of you and engage with you yeah well i'd say you know my my I think my best advice for anyone wanting to undertake a digital transformation journey, if you're, I mean, if you're broadly, you're going, look, we're doing things too manually. We really yeah. need to be operating in a more modern way. Or, or you might have just some specific goal in mind. You might be like, you know what, we've, we've been getting audited and we keep getting fined because we can't produce evidence of this or whatever. You might have some very specific goal. Um, first of all, I'd say be very, very goal focused. Um, there's there's different kind of methods for doing this. One of them I like is this the uh, what they call the OKR, so objective and key result. So very well defined objective supported by key measurable results to achieve that objective. Um, so for example, the objective for a company wanting to undertake this transformation might be reducing administrative effort for their engineers, their end users, right? And that can be measured by specific key results. Engineers no longer have to write up reports manually. They were automatically generated. That's key result one. Engineers no longer have to update any records in the system of records, so the CMMS maintenance system. Key result two. They're supporting that objective. That objective is therefore achieved. So I think being very goal-focused is good, and we work with our customers to help them to define those goals. Often our customers might have one specific goal in mind, but when we get talking to them about the way they're currently operating, which is where we always start, we're then like, oh, well, it sounds like... so." You want to, your, your goal is you want a better audit trail. I understand that because you get an audited and whatever. But actually, you've mentioned that your engineers have to come into the office every morning to pick up their work packs. Right. Okay. That must be time inefficient. Oh, yeah. Typically, our engineers lose 
around about two hours of the day having to come into the office, pick up their work packs, and then come in at the end of the day to drop off their sheets. Right, so there's a huge efficiency gaining uh, gain to be done there, and then and then there downstream you're like, oh, is this and this, is this, is this, this. So yeah, being very goal focused, and then as I said, I think um, earlier and throughout this, involve your end users in the process from the very beginning. Get them involved, get them involved, listen to their needs. I think that would be the key key thing. Yeah, I'd agree with all that. I think having uh, achievable goals in it, and I think the only thing I'd add to it is. Um, is is i say in everyone it's it's evolution over revolution as well i think some people get very excited and try to jump 16 steps before they you know we've talked about ai we've talked about aat and you know how we could do this they're all starting to starting to build from the beginning and it really starts with that first step of you know taking that process converting it into something digital starting to generate information and then taking that next step and um, some businesses we deal with maybe try and run before they can walk, um, yeah, but, you know, it's very important. So, yeah, well, thank I was, you today. Go on, sorry, Sean. Yeah, you know, it was just a quick anecdote, really. I, I mean, I was once on a, um, I was once doing a, a trade show, you know, um, with with Workflow Plus and this um, company. Obviously, were, you know, I'm not sure I remember who they were actually, but they um, came up to talk to me. I always remember this, and um, we started talking about digital transformation. And I said, okay, what is it that you want to achieve? And they said, well, we want you know our people to be able to go up with a tablet hold it up at a piece of equipment and yeah. the tablet analyzes the equipment and can see if there's like a fault but it tells them if there's a fault in the equipment and i'm like all right okay so this is all kind of around like machine learning combined with yeah. you know optical recognition of equipment and it was all incredibly complicated so i said to them, okay yeah. I said, so what are you doing now and they said oh our engineers just go out with clipboards and pad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. uh, I- and that is it. That, that is it. Yeah, that, that's it. We see that quite a lot. Is that that that, 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 that jump? Um, but I, I think that's that's the. Pro- I think it's, it's it's two different things. You get those very you get those adventurous people. You also get those people who are quite scared to start the process as well because they do fear change. So I think it's somewhere in the middle, like you said, set um, achievable goals and then you can achieve those steps. But what is exciting is as you start to achieve those steps and you get data sets behind it and information to be able to use. Maybe not quite to that level quickly, but you can <laughs> massive leaps forward quite quickly. So uh, yeah, I think yeah, thank you very much. I think it's worth mentioning you're a Nottingham Forest fan as well. So how's your season going, Sean? My sins, yeah. No, the last two games haven't been great. Um, yeah, driven driven a uh, four hour round trip. Yeah, I live in Chester now, so driven a four hour round trip to Nottingham for the last two home games and watched us get beat both times. So that's been uh, obviously a great use of time. <laughs> yeah. And so, but I, I've got no sympathy for anyone being a Bristol Rovers fan. It's, it's a tough life for me, you know. And talking to anyone that's been in the Premier League is, you know, we're just we're just hopeful we'll get back to the Championship one day in my lifetime. So uh, there you go. Anyway, Sean, a big thank you today. I think it's been a really good. I've really enjoyed the conversation. I think we've covered a lot. Of, so no, I really appreciate your time. A big thank you. All right. Thanks very much. Excellent. And yep, everyone else, you know, the next episode will be out soon. I hope you enjoy this uh, this episode of Digital Transfer Bites and see you again. Bye.